what is up, my fellow heathens, and welcome to another episode of the Southern Heathen Podcast. I am Prafin Tearson, and joining me, as always, is Abu Yumirson, and welcome to the fucking show. How you doing, man? <laughs> I always love that intro, man. Yeah. Um, I'm doing pretty well. I'm really tired right now. It's sore. Um, how are you doing? I'm doing great. You know, I was just sitting here thinking, you know, if people were sitting here with us when we first start the podcast, <laughs> it takes so long for us to get going because we have to sit there and laugh and laugh. And I don't know why. I, don't, I mean, what do you what do you think is it going on? It feels like, like if Loki possessed both of us and like just told us the dumbest jokes, uh, but still made us laugh. And that's just what it feels like. And I, it's you can't stop it. So when we start the episode, we just got to... Like, you, what would you say earlier? Rip it off like a Band-Aid. Yeah, rip yeah. it off like a Band-Aid and just kind of go with yeah, it. Yeah, stop being a pussy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, uh, uh, we just, we made a post about some of the topics that's going to be on this podcast. And uh, and Facebook decided to translate the runic, the runic inscription into, I am bored in English. So, <laughs> which makes no sense to me. <laughs> makes absolutely no sense. I'm like, where did that come from? Facebook is fucked, man. <laughs> yeah, I put, um, I posted a picture or a few pictures uh, about saying wandering the dark woods, or go, it basically said go into the dark woods and wander. Um, and those woods are right on the property that we live on. And man, there was just something there. It was it was beautiful. It was found a lot of cool spots, probably for a couple outdoor altars. And uh, when I posted the picture, I'll get more into that in a second, but on the Facebook thing, when I posted the picture, I posted um, that same thing, uh, what is it, go, go into the woods and wander, go into the dark woods and wander in runes in Younger Futhark, and Facebook just, yeah, decided to translate that. I mean, I'm not saying Write in Runic is the best app or, you know, there is any good app for it. I just kind of threw it together in a post. Right. But, yeah, so Facebook sucks. Never trust that. Yeah, no. Facebook is probably terrible. I wouldn't be on Facebook if it weren't for marketing and family. So, I mean, Facebook would be done with. But, yeah, that going down into the woods, you know, we haven't done that yet. And so we did that today, and it was it was beautiful. And to be honest, the, the property kind of has a... Uh, multiple different kind of terrains all on one. It's kind of kind of swampy it's kind of a wood woodland area it's kind of hilly because as we've said before this we're in the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains and and then there's uh, flat spots with you know just open forest and then groves and it's just it's a completely beautiful there's a power there that just you know you can feel in your bones and and it just sings to your soul and you can just feel the land spirits and it's just a beautiful experience down there yeah, and uh, what else is there? Oh, like the, like probably when it rains really hard, I'm assuming, um, where the riverbed is. There's no water in it right now. I right. mean, there is in some part, but that's like you, you got to walk a little bit past. But for when you come right down the hill, there's like no water in the riverbeds, but you can tell it's a riverbed where it, where water does come through. And that uh, place where we saw the tree roots coming out of the ground, so beautiful. It was almost like stair steps. Yeah, uh, leading up to something, but made out of the roots of the tree, and it was absolutely gorgeous. And, uh, I, I mean, I don't have words to actually describe the way I saw it, and that's how it felt to me. You know, I, you know, I can't describe it with justice. I can't give it any justice. Yeah, when we went down there too, it's a kind of it's a gloomy day today. It's not cold at all, but it's not necessarily hot, and 
it ha- it rained a little bit this morning but right now it's just windy and then as soon as we went down there to go explore you could see all the trees and most of these trees are really tall but they're not very thick um so they do you swing you know with the wind and seeing all of them you know swing at once was just absolutely amazing yeah it's just a, in unison the swaying it's almost like the trees were alive and you know of course trees are obviously alive but it was like they were sentient beings and you know from the druid background that i have of course many druids believe that trees are sentient beings i'm not sure how much that i actually believe that i know that they they have life force in them obviously the trees are the hair of ymir and uh you know there's obvious obviously some power and some life in the trees and of course we were created from the trees supposedly by odin some uh what else was there oh one of the places that we were going to possibly set up an altar because there was a couple uh places where we we're going to set up uh two or three altars one of them there was uh, a few uh, you could look like they were burned trees some of them but they had a lot of mushrooms growing out of them i mean a lot and if anyone goes on the post you'll be able to see on the pictures what i took and there's a, a thorn bush right next to it and for you know thorns if you know turdies as the thor, uh, rune of thor or also the rune of the giants that to me it, it spoke right to me real quick like if i do plan to set up an altar here this is going to be to the giants I'm not sure who, really, but I just know it's going to be for them. But on the other hand, there was that spot where we saw, um, remember you thought it was Green Onion? Yeah. Because there was, out of all, there's a, there's a lot of dead um, plants and a lot of dead grass right now, because it it's not quite springtime yet. There's a lot of dead grass and a lot of dead trees, uh, little ones too. But in the midst of all this, right, in a tree that's split in two, right in front of it, there's like a little patch of green grass and it's perfect and it's like almost a foot tall and in diameter maybe a foot in diameter and it's just a little patch there right yeah. by itself and that kind of spoke to me you know yeah. like hey i gotta set this something right here it was a stunning green as well like you know you can't really imagine in our words the way we describe it to you but when we were looking at it like he said everything around it's dead except that one spot and it's just lush green just popping up out of the ground right where the tree splits. And, you know, it would be a perfect place to set up a small altar to whomever we would decide to, to dedicate it to. Yeah, I uh, I don't know who yet. I guess that can also lead me into the, the second topic, patrons, patron uh, deities, patron gods or goddesses. Um, what got me the idea today to wander, I mean, we had already planned on wandering across the property because we hadn't yet we hadn't really had time um but i today after i got done at the gym he was at work and i was like yeah you know what i want to i want to go wander somewhere i i haven't been everywhere you know in this place yet and i really want to just go do something i looked for some parks but one of the parks was just located you know right in the middle of town um the one with the train cart on it um which i've already seen and it's it's awesome it's a piece of history you know but i wanted to go somewhere in the woods you know just somewhere and then i thought oh well when i got home well shit i'm gonna go um to the backyard because we haven't even gone in there yet and i just kind of dawned on me you know was um getting this eagerness to wander from odin right especially ever since i moved here you know it's (laughs) just been that he's been by my side 
Yeah, and you know, uh, there are some walking trails that I would recommend. You saw some pictures before you moved here of the ones that I that I use. It's out in Farmington. Uh, beautiful place. Uh, you know, it's it's hilly. It's got a lot of trees, a lot of uh, open field-like kind of things, and I think you'd love it. Yeah, oh, and uh, I definitely want to. Uh, as my you know, patron god Odin has guided me to just wander and go into things, uh, go into unexpected things. I guess that's the best way to put it, because it's you'll always be surprised. Whatever it is, good or bad, you're always going to be surprised, but you're going to learn something uh, from that. And ever since I came here, because people's patrons, you know, change throughout the years sometimes. Mine definitely have, but um, Odin's definitely my patron. And I, uh, yeah, no, I couldn't imagine. Yeah. And, you know, uh, and some listeners might be a little confused because on one of the previous episodes, you mentioned that you really didn't have a patron. And I think, I think some things are falling together for you right now. And, yes. Uh, uh, so how long has he been calling to you? He's been calling to me for about a year now, especially when I made the decision to move out here. He was kind of, he was the God that gave me um, the go ahead. I mean, I was going to come anyways. It doesn't really matter, <laughs> you know, a God or not, or a, a human or not. I'm, I, I still planned on coming here, uh, but I got a message from him. Very powerful, deep one too. I'd never experienced anything from him before. Like ever. I'd, I've known of him. I felt his energy sometimes, but I've never actually had him there with me until one night uh, back in Washington and that was that was the go ahead right there was just to go right. and not not worry about what you know don't worry about what you're leaving behind this that and the third just go and wander ever since then it's a journey every single day cuz you know we when I go to work I'm going to places I've never been to before yeah I've been to Memphis and Nashville now um, cuz we live right on the border of Tennessee but we go to, I go to different places all the time for my job so that's the I guess the part of the wandering where I just take every new, you know, experience is just a wandering part because right. I am going to places I've never been. Even if they are in the middle of the city, whatever, it's still somewhere I haven't been. Right. And uh, I know some of our listeners are probably uh, familiar with Odin, but there's possibility that we have new heathens or people that are interested in heathenry that don't really know Odin or know how he is. So how, how would you describe what it's like to work with Odin. Um, one of my one of my brothers, um, and my Gothi, he they put it this way, um, especially when you dedicate yourself to um, him, which I'll, we'll talk about that in another episode. Um, but it's like he'll throw you out in the middle of the ocean, and he'll try he'll get you to swim. But the thing is, he's gonna have you. You're gonna have to swim back on your own, even during high tide. Um, and if you start to drown, he'll pick you up again and then throw you back out in the water. Until you get it. That's kind of what it's like working for him, but working with him. But it's very rewarding. And what helps even during like harder, harsh lessons is just don't have expectations. Just go through it. Go through the experience. Right. And it's been, it's been awesome. Yeah, he and my grandma, my grandfather must have been friends. <laughs> That's how he teaches you how to swim. Anyway. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. Uh, so is it, is it rewarding? working with him or is it you it know? definitely is um and the funny thing is too because like we were saying last time how i didn't have a patron up until this point it was when i thor introduced me into norse paganism and then later on down the road i went on the path of the giants um to learn from them and people probably are going to shake their heads you know when they hear that um uh, but to be honest 
and especially now because I'm I've come back or I've not come back but I've come to Odin or he's come to me. Um, I mean, in the stories, guys, especially if you read them, was it not Odin who went down that path seeking wisdom from the giants, sacrificing to them? Right. Uh, I mean, he. I'm not saying I am Odin because I'm not, but um, I just found a very big draw to him, especially when he came to me after I've gone down that path. You know, I'm not so much on that anymore. It's more of just working with Odin for sure. Yeah, I mean, that brings up an interesting topic that we actually hadn't uh, planned on, but I'm going to discuss it anyway and we've discussed it in previous episodes there's a lot of heathens out there that are unwilling to uh, accept intermingling with different people if you get what i'm saying uh so you know like you said uh, odin worked with uh, the jotun and worked you know and and of course you know like freya and Freyr, they're vanir gods and they're accepted as amongst the aesir so is Tyr, which is my patron. and uh, Yeah, so tell us a little bit about that, too. You know, we had a very interesting conversation about him last night, actually. Working with Tyr is is beyond rewarding. But, it, it you know, it has its downfalls because he is an extremely disciplined uh, god to work with. And, you know, he, he's, not, he's not horribly strict on you, uh, but he does expect you to you pick yourself up and keep going no matter no matter what happens you know he's not going to he's not going to not help you but he's going to make sure that you have you know you have the the skills and the tools to help yourself when he's not around because he's not obviously going going to be all around all the time he's not omnipotent he's not omniscient it's you know not how our gods are you know so he's not he's not going to always be there so he's he's trying to mold whoever works with him into a a better more disciplined person so working with him is it, it, he's a god of justice and a god of war and like we said like I was telling you last night uh he's not just like a bloodthirsty god of war he doesn't just seek out war for the sake of war uh being a god of justice he seeks out war as it pertains to justice. You know, when something unjust is happening, that's when you decide to take up arms. And that's that's really how his personality and how his character is molded. You know, it's not, I'm going to just go to war. It's like, I'm going to go to war because this is the right thing to do. And that's how my character has always been molded as well. Yeah. Um, is there any, uh, any experiences you might have had with him? You know, that can... I guess not just any experience because we obviously we have a lot of experiences with our deities or gods, um, personal ones. But what's one that you can say that stands out more than most? It's it's hard to, it's hard to say. I you know I, it, whether it was a dream, or or a vision or you know, but he came to me in a time when I was doubting myself and you know I was surrounded in this dream by shadow beings, really tall shadow beings. On all I had was my staff and my gun, and uh, I tried to fight them off with my gun, and it wasn't working. And I could hear someone walking up behind me, and I turn around, and there's this extremely tall, long red hair, long red beard man with one hand, and he's he's got this beautiful armor, and he's carrying a sword in his hilt, and he's also carrying a sword in his hand. And he throws the sword at me, and when I look look at it, it's got the Tiwaz rune engraved in the blade. And he said, those weapons aren't going to hurt them. He said, you need to fight. And uh, so uh, we fought them together, and we, we vanquished my, my enemies together. Ever since that day, you know, that night, rather, 
I've felt a lot closer to him, like a almost like a paternal bond. And I don't know if anybody's really had those kind of experiences with him before. I know experiences with him are sometimes rare, but that was a very strong, strong feeling and strong experience. Yeah, no, that's good to know. I feel like a lot of people... Like, they may have experiences, like, in dreams. Because, like you said, you said it was a dream or a vision. You know, because some people might take that as, you know, literal to... Like, I'm not saying that that couldn't be literal. Like, in, like right now in our physical reality. Um, but obviously, you said that was a dream or a vision. So, just so people don't get that, you know, out of whack. Right. Um, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people have dreams like that, too. Maybe they just might not have said it. But, yeah, I've... I've had many, many dreams of different deities doing um, stuff against shadow beings, too. And maybe you guys have as well. Maybe we could run like a questionnaire or something and see if uh, you know anyone else has. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we definitely have the option to run questionnaires and polls on our podcast. So. Yeah. And, uh, oh, about the... So you were saying runes um, and scribes. Um, you said on the sword? Yeah, just it was just the T-Waz. So speaking speaking of that, and this this actually just kind of dawned on us last second uh, before we started the episode, was uh, I just got a tattoo yesterday. It's in Younger Futhark, and it's the stanza from the Eddas um, about Ragnarok. It starts out with, um, the, the sun will turn black, the earth will sink into the sea, so on and so forth. I'm not going to rehearse the whole thing. But right. um, yeah, I have that in uh, Younger Futhark on my shin, and... To me, um, I'm not sure how many people actually believe Ragnarok's a real thing. I'm not so sure, and it could have been Snorri. That could have been a Christian twist on it. I don't know. But regardless, I will take it as a spiritual sign, though, of rebirth within oneself. Right. Um, as well as um, Odin hanging himself um, with the spirit of the chest. Right. Well, here's, here's, my, here's my personal theory about Ragnarok as it pertains to our religion itself. Not to say that... Ragnarok was some huge uh, warlike event between the gods and the Jotun and the Thurs and all that. You know, what I'm saying is uh, that our Ragnarok was technically the the Christian Christianization of our people and the loss of our way of life. And and we can see it resurging now. But there was a time when the Christian Church were they were forcing conversions and pushing their religion on people that just wanted to be left alone really and so we you, you kind of saw our our religion die so that's technically like a death of the gods at least in a metaphorical sense because i don't believe the gods can actually die you know they they're gods that's what i believe uh ragnarok really was for our at least our generation because ragnarok some people believe to be cyclical and if it's something like that then it very well could be yeah, and I've heard a bunch of people say the same thing that you did about it being more of um, how Christianity kind of dominated uh, Europe and Abrahamic religions in general. Um, so, and we're seeing it fall away uh, little by little. Thankfully, yes. And, you know, <laughs> it, it's it's very beautiful to see people returning to it's a natural state because, like I said in the in a previous episode, it's very unnatural to believe in an omnipotent, omniscient, all-powerful. Our gods represent the cosmos and represent nature and, you know, how nature works. Um, for the lack of a better term, Christianity's God is an unnatural kind of thing. It just it doesn't make any sense, to me at least. 
Yeah, I agree with that. And, you know, I guess you can say to touch into further into another topic um, about tattoos, runes, and Christianity is heathenry in the Bible Belt. Because <laughs> we do live in the Bible Belt. And I, obviously, I'm new here, in, uh, you know, coming from Washington State. But so far, especially here in the Bible Belt, obviously, we see churches like every you know, half mile. There's some, you know, there's, <laughs> there's some... a church everywhere. Like <laughs> this... uh, when they say a church on every street corner, they're not kidding. Yeah. I mean, when we're, when I'm driving up uh, to the house or driving away, whatever it is, there's like one crossing, <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> uh, there's a crossing and I either stop on one side or you yield on the other. And there's a church like right on the, the corner with a cemetery. And yeah, I have to drive by that every morning and it's, um, but going going further though yes there's like a church everywhere um i haven't really gotten as many judgmental looks i i do get looks because like i have not just heathen tattoos but like i have tattoos on my hands and my fingers and i have a forearm sleeve my other forearm has a few on it and so i mean i'm gonna get looks and i understand i you know, I, I just kind of deal with that. I don't really care. I'm not offended or anything. People are probably going to be curious. Right. And most of that comes from a lot of the older generation now uh, than it does anyone else. As far as being a heathen in, in the Bible Belt, it's a hit or miss. You know, it depends on who you talk to. Like when you were talking to your tattoo artist yesterday. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying that she's a Christian. I have no idea. But, you know, she was really, really curious about everything and she was really respectful. Mm-hmm. And you get that a lot when you know people are asking you questions about who you are and what you what you believe around here, at least in this particular area. I have no idea what it's like in Alabama or Georgia or you know even further south in Mississippi. But as far as the experience here, it's not that terrible. It's just we don't have a lot of us here, and that can sometimes feel uh, isolated or secluded. And because a lot of, a lot of the, like you were talking about earlier, a lot of our tradition as, uh, as Norse pagans is community. And that's hard to get in this area. Yeah, and that's one thing I do miss. You know, I haven't been to a bloat in a while. I mean, I've done blo- uh, bloats here with just us, but like a, a, a bloat, a real gathering with, pe- with, the, with the folk, that's what they would say, that... It's something I do miss, and I hope to get back to soon. Just got to find, you know, other heathens or Norse pagans in general. Yeah, uh, so far here, though, I haven't... I've gotten some curiosity. I remember going up to Nashville uh, last Monday, and there was a couple people asking me um, about my name and, you know, not just what it meant, where does it come from, and, um, oh, was that your original name? And, you know, they were really shocked when I said... No, my I changed my original name. I'm not going to say what it was, but it was a biblical name that I used to have. Um, and I changed my middle, uh, my first, middle, and last name. And I have not regretted that. I'm not saying people should go out and, sh- and do it. You can do whatever you want. That's not my business. Right. I did it for my own personal choice. Um, so, but yeah, going for, going on forward though, that was the I guess the one experience where I had people kind of look at me weird, but they didn't really say anything about that because obviously my name is related to Norse paganism in some sort of way. It's Nordic in origin, obviously. Right. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's def- definitely, uh, it's definitely a unique name for this area. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I don't think I know any Ymirsons. 
Yeah, just like everybody at work, you know, they're like, how do you say that? What is that name? Where who, where are you from? What's your... I was asked today, what is your ethnicity? <laughs> uh, can you see me? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> That's so, funny. Yeah, that uh, it, it's just it is a very interesting experience around here. You know, uh, the the southern and there is such thing as southern hospitality. There, uh, they will be completely polite to your face, but if you ever hear the "bless your heart," <laughs> you know that is an insult around here. But uh, you know, they're they're still going to serve you those biscuits. So regardless. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, man. I mean, I can't get enough of those biscuits, man. I need to stop. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, you do. Uh, and never go to Crystals ever again. No, no, never. <laughs> Ridiculous, man. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so also, too, for I figured I'd give some book recommendations, um, especially from those couple topics from earlier. Um, so about uh, my tattoo with the runes being on him in Younger Futhark. Uh, one book about the runes that I personally loved. And I thought it was very informational. There's some things in there I do disagree with, for sure. But obviously, that's going to be any book you'll probably ever read. Um, it's called Nightside of the Ruins by Thomas Carlson. He goes into what is it? He goes into a whole explanation of uh, Futhark and Uthark. Uthark is another um, way that he believes, and that some other uh, people believe it actually does go instead of Fehu being. Uh, the first rune in the Elder Futhark, it would actually be Yuru's, or Yuru's. I don't know how you guys would say it. I just say it like that. Right. But uh, yeah, that, that's a great book for runes. Um, and then for another book in relation to a god, um, or gods in general, um, Pagan Portals. And specifically, the one I have is Odin. Uh, Pagan Portals, Odin, Meeting the Norse Allfather by Morgan uh, Daimler. I think that's how you say her name. Um, she's an excellent author, um, and I learned a lot from that book, especially about Odin. There's one about Thor, there's one about Loki, um, and she also, pretty sure she covers a lot of Irish uh, lore, too, and a lot of Celtic gods and goddesses, so yeah, be sure to check them out. Oh yeah, and of course, you know, we def we have book recommendations that you can, you, you can purchase off of links that we provide on our homepage, on our website. You can get to our website at the Southern Heathen without the S. It's the Southern Heathen dot dot com slash the dash Southern dash Heathen. And uh, you can also follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash the Southern Heathens and on Instagram at the Southern Heathens. So uh, anything else you want to add? One more book um, for beginners out there. I forgot, I should have uh, said this on one of the few episodes about uh, the new new Pagans, is one great book for beginners. I read That was the first book I read when I became um, Norse Pagan, and that was Essential Asatru by Diana Paxson. I wouldn't necessarily consider myself just straight Asatru, but um, it is a great book for beginners. It explains a lot. She goes into very much detail, but also keeps it simple at the same time. Right. Um, I think we have that linked on our site. Yeah, it, it is linked on there, okay. so... And a great book, highly recommended. Yeah, and uh, yeah, again, you know, if you if you want to find us, you, you can actually get to our website if it makes it easier for you. You can get to our website from our Facebook. That's facebook.com/slash the Southern Heathens. And if you like the content, you know, go ahead and give us a like and a follow. We're on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, and uh, and we're about we're we're gonna start a YouTube channel soon where you'll actually be able to see us make our podcasts and. Uh, 
and we're going to be coming out with a merch store really, really soon. So if you like all that and you like talking about heathenry and you like listening about, listening about heathenry, uh, join us on our next episode and uh, we will see you next time.